your waist. And um, then you see that in your bulletins, you have a bunch of Bible readings there, right? And each week you'll have have Old Testament readings, New Testament readings. Now, I'm not going to read all of those. Those are for your own research and to look at when you think that the message maybe is getting a little dry. You can look those up, okay? Or later today would be better. And um, you see that those are all passages that, that are indirectly or very much directly related to John the Baptist and, um, and, and who he is. There are other places. Boy, you start studying John the Baptist. He's all over the place in the Gospels. And uh, this really what, what we have here listed is just kind of the introductory material about John the Baptist and the, uh, um, and the, and the time when he's, he's actually doing his thing, right? Baptizing and things like that. So um, you can read those, but I'm going to read a different passage. I invite you to turn there, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, just uh, eight verses or so. Matthew chapter 3 is found on page 1375, page 1375 in the uh, Bibles in your pews. Page 1375, and we'll hear enough about John the Baptist. I think that, that the sermon... You'll understand it, and it relates to all of it. But, but throughout the sermon, I'll be pulling things from these other verses as well. So just so you know, that's where we're going. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. In those days, now we're right about the time Jesus is coming, right? In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent! For the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair. And he had a leather belt. So you saw that's the first moment I made the connection. Oh. Belt of truth, belt. He had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Beloved in Christ, Black Friday, two days ago, 10.30-ish in the morning, driving south on Wilson Avenue, Mom in the car with me, bringing her to the mall to drop her off to meet up with my wife and two daughters. They got an earlier start than my mom. But on the way, I got stuck at the red light. Just missed the green and yellow. Maybe you know the red light, the one by Myers and Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Did I say it was on Wilson Avenue? You know the one just south of Lake Michigan Drive. Waiting at the red light. First in line at the light. Like I said, I just missed the yellow. I'm eager to go again. But then something else got my attention. And I missed the light changing to green. 
And the guy behind me blew the horn at me. That's one of my tricks. Shoe was on the other foot Friday. He blew the horn at me, rightfully so. The light had turned green. The right lane went. I was in the fast left lane, but I didn't move. I confess, my mind was elsewhere. I wasn't getting prepared. I wasn't getting ready. You know what I was doing? No, I wasn't checking my cell phone. No, I wasn't gabbing with my mother next to me and lost track of the fact that I was driving the car, although she and I were talking. No, what I was doing was looking in my rearview mirror at the pickup truck right behind us, and I was thinking, hey, that looks just like someone from Faith Community Church right behind me. A couple from our church. Guy was driving. His wife was next to him. And my eyes and mind were concentrating all on them in the rearview mirror. I think it's them. It looks like them. Could it be them? What are they doing on my side of town? No, it's not them. Oh, wait a minute. She turned her head, and I got a better look. I think it is them. No. And I was going back and forth like that in my mind, not paying attention. Honk! Oops! And I gunned it. You know how you do that. You go real fast to try to make up for your mess up. Try to gain them some time back and also get way ahead of them so that they wouldn't know it was me who was unprepared, not ready, falling asleep, so to speak, at the red light. Guess what? You think I'm going to tell you who blew the horn at me? <laughs> no way. Oh, but some of you are going to sneakily watch who comes up to me in the narthex after the service, <laughs> giving me a hard time. I didn't disguise the story just now. I didn't disguise it. They know who they are, and they are sitting amongst you. But all kidding aside, I was in the wrong. I admit it. I wasn't ready. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't prepared when the light turned green. You know who was behind me, don't you? No, I'm not going to tell you really, but you know who was behind me? John the Baptist. John the Baptist was behind me. Absolutely. For Right then and there, he delivered to me the truth. The light is green, buddy. That was the truth. That's what John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, was known for. All during his ministry, but even before he was born, it was prophesied about him nine months before he was born by his father, and hundreds of years before that by Isaiah. The baby who precedes Jesus is going to tell the truth, is going to tell you the truth. He will speak truth. John the Baptist was a truth teller. The piece of Advent armor, the Advent armor of God he wore was the belt of truth. So appropriate for John the Baptist. He's noted for his belt, after all, as both Matthew and Mark tell us he wore a belt, a leather belt around his waist. Now, belts certainly weren't 
a fashion statement back then, and they weren't used necessarily to keep someone's pants at their hips or waist. No, belts were a useful tool back then. Belts were used to deal with the loose, flowing garments that everyone wore, especially when there was hard work to be done. Tuck the long garment in your belt to keep it out of the way when you were working. And John the Baptist was a worker. His job, as I said, was truth teller. Now, let's try to get at that truth today that John the Baptist told. You've probably heard of the five W's plus H that journalists use to get their full story. When, where, what, who, why, and how. And really, if you pronounce them the way they're supposed to be pronounced in English, they're actually the six H's. When, where, what, who, why, and how. Getting the answers to those six questions helps the journalist write the story, and those who read the journalist's story get the full picture of what went on. In other words, answering those questions gets us the truth. And John the Baptist was all about telling people the truth. After all, he wore the belt of truth, our first piece of Advent armor. What? What was his message? Get ready, pay attention, prepare. That was his message. Isaiah 40, hundreds of years earlier, tells us there will come a day when you will hear the voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. The wilderness, we know from all four gospel writers, was John the Baptist's hangout. Perhaps all four mention it so that uh, we won't miss the truth that John the Baptist really did fulfill Isaiah's prophecy from years earlier. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, and his message was, get ready, pay attention, prepare. The light's about to turn green. That's the what, and that's the truth. Who? Who is John's wake-up-and-smell-the-coffee message of truth for? Well, of course, Israel, the Jewish people. John the Baptist lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel, Luke 1.80 tells us. And in fact, Mark 1.5 tells us the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to, out to him. And Matthew 3.5 adds all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan River. And the Gospel of John tells us that there were times that John the Baptist was doing his wake-up call on the other side, the east side of the Jordan. That's the Ammonite and Moabite side. That's the Gentile side. You know what that means. This get-ready message of truth was not just for Jews. It was for Gentiles too. And guess what we are, beloved church? We're Gentiles, non-Jews. This message of truth to get ready is also for us. That's the who, and that's the truth. What are we up to? When? The message of truth. When this message of get ready, prepare, pay attention was spoken when? as a precursor to Jesus coming on the scene. That's when John was preparing the world for the coming of Jesus. John the Baptist was, well, he was Elisha's Elijah, was Joshua's Moses. He came right before Jesus. 
They were contemporaries of each other, born a few months apart, John a hair older. And so John the Baptist went to work just a little bit sooner out in the wilderness. But right before Jesus, right before, what did John say about it? Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look, this is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. In fact, his sandals, <laughs> his sandals, I am not even worthy to untie them. John the Baptist came right before Jesus. That's the when. And that's the truth. Where? Well, we kind of covered the where when we asked the who. Where did this happen? Outside Jerusalem, in the Judea countryside, near the Jordan River. Because, you know, he's John the Baptist after all. He's a baptizer. And what better place to baptize someone than in a river? You certainly need water. And the Jordan had a lot more water then than it does now. Of course, if you're asking where is this, where is this get ready message applicable, we know that answer too. It's applicable everywhere. The Jewish side of the Jordan for the Jews and the east side of the Jordan for even the Gentiles. And if that's true, and it is, then it's applicable wherever Jesus is about to make an appearance today and enter someone's heart. And that could be Ukraine, China, Nigeria, London, Qatar, and right here at 5250 Byron Center Avenue. That's the where. That's the truth. Why? Why this message of preparation, of pay attention, of get ready? And now we're getting deep into it. Get ready, pay attention, prepare. Why? Because this same Jesus who came back then, this same Jesus, he's coming again. Wow. And if back then it was important enough for God to announce and appoint a prophet hundreds of years earlier, who would one day come out and speak the truth and then finally raise up that prophet so that the people could hear the truth of that get-ready message just before Jesus came. How much more is it important for people today to hear that Jesus is going to come one final time? And people really need to get ready, to pay attention, to prepare before he does. Jesus is coming again, brothers and sisters. That's why the message to prepare is so important. Because when Jesus comes again, Luke 18, verse 8 tells us, when he comes, he's going to be looking for something very important. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on this earth? Faith in him. John the Baptist said it then, and his words echo today. Prepare the way for the Lord. Are you prepared? Do you have faith in Jesus? Do you have faith that when he died on the cross 2,000 years ago, when he first came, that he died on that cross for the forgiveness of your sins? Do you have faith that when he rose from the dead 2,000 years ago, when he came the first time, that he rose from the dead to bring you eternal life? You. Will he find faith in your heart and mind when he comes again? Will he find that you have faith in him? Get ready. Pay attention. Prepare. He's coming back. This same Jesus. That's why the truth John the Baptist delivered 2,000 years ago 
equally relevant today. For Jesus is coming again. That's the why. And that's the truth. How? How do you get ready? John the Baptist, with his belt of truth, with his words of truth, tells us how. You know, we hear it in Isaiah and in the Gospels, prepare the way for the Lord, make the Wait, make the way straight, make it a highway, raise up the valley, flatten the mountain, make the rough ground level, make the rugged places plain, then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. Back then when kings came to town in procession for a visit, they sent special representatives on ahead of them to prepare the way. They cleared rocks, they removed obstacles, they made paths straight instead of meandering. Today, we'd say they'd, they'd fix the potholed roads, pave them smooth, so the king could walk unobstructed in plain view, so everyone could see them clearly, and they themselves would not stumble on the way. We do it today. Secret service goes on ahead, plans the parade route, clears it, keeps it debris-free, cordons off this area, that area. The president is coming. The king is coming. King Jesus and everyone, all, will see his glory together when it is revealed. But John the Baptist wears the belt of truth, so he tells the truth. This way of preparation it's not about road maintenance, as you might guess. It's about heart maintenance. How do you prepare? Pay attention. Get ready. First, you repent. John said it. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That is, turn away from your sins. 180 degree turn, which means you confess your sins. Lord God, I'm a sinner. I am sorry for sinning against you in my life. Please forgive me. That's the first part of repentance. And guess what John the Baptist said, Luke 1.77. Actually, it was his father who said this, that this is the message his son would say, that salvation would be found through the forgiveness of sins because of the tender mercy of our God. In other words, you sincerely confess your sins, and God in his tender mercy, Mercy will forgive you. And it's because of Jesus, of course. Repent, he said, and it has a second part. You turn from your sin and you turn to God, to righteousness, to obedience. And John the Baptist in Luke 3 talks all about that turn to obedience. You got two shirts? Share with those who have none. You have food? Share with those who have none. Don't cheat in your businesses, taking in more money than is required. Don't extort money. Don't accuse people falsely. Be content. John just reiterates the obedience that God expected of his people all the time. It's summarized by John's father before he was born. He said, John, my son, will go on before the Lord Jesus. His father was quoting the prophet Malachi. He'll come in the spirit and power of Elijah. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children. In other words, parents, 
were to be teaching their children once more what God intended them to teach from when he made them his people centuries earlier. In Genesis 18, verse 19, God said, I chose Abraham so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Obedience. Turn from sin to righteousness, to obedience. What God intended from the beginning for human beings and what should be passed down from parents to children to grandchildren. Parents' hearts turn to their children to teach them what is right and just. That is, teach them obedience to God. That was John's truth message. It's the how of getting ready, preparing, and paying attention. Repent. That is, seek God's forgiveness for your sins, confess them, and then simply obey God and teach the next generation to do the same. That's how we prepare. And God forgives by his tender mercy because of Jesus and what he did when he came the first time at the cross. Repent. Confess. Obey. That's the how. And that's the truth. Beloved, Jesus is coming again as Lord. And all what we said is what he'll be looking for when he sees us. That's the truth. Spoken by one who wore the belt of truth, John the Baptist. So there it is. There it is. Are you ready? Are you paying attention? Are you prepared? Soon that light will turn green. And you won't be able to quick gun it to make up for your mess-ups, to gain some more time, to keep him from seeing who's driving. The light will turn green in a flash. He'll come again. That's the truth. That's the truth. So wear it like a belt. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for John the Baptist. That it's obviously you who put that belt of truth on him so that he would speak the truth. This cousin of Jesus, this relative, telling people to prepare, to get ready, to pay attention, to wake up. Because one day, as you came the first time, Jesus, you will come again. And you will be looking for us. Lord God, give us faith to believe. Put us on our knees to confess our sins. And by your tender mercy, forgive them as we know you will and do. And then help us to live obedient lives that you've called us to do since the very creation of the world. Lord God, when that light turns green, we want to be ready. We want to be ready. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.